am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not... Hello and welcome to Their Giants, episode number 136. Uh, I'm your host, Roger Munter. And once again this week, I have a couple of conversations with uh, Giants prospects for the show. Uh, I got to talk with uh, Jimmy Glowinky this week. Recently, fairly recently, moved up from Eugene to Richmond, and also with left-handed reliever Juan Sanchez, who's kind of getting to be one of the elder statesmen in the in the system. Um, you know, I know I, I know I say this every week, but it, it really is amazing when you sit down and talk with these guys how sort of thoughtful and introspective and and just really really cool sort of high character people uh, the Giants get in the system really up and down it's 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 kind of universal talking to them so i had a lot of fun talking about these guys and i think you'll enjoy listening to them before i get to those of course i will say that their giants uh is entirely supported by my subscribers uh i'm just about to get out on the road and start going to see some of the affiliates and the only reason i get to do that is because um of all my listeners and readers uh who support my work which i really appreciate uh, if you want to read more about Giants Prospects, just go to rogermunter.subsec.com or theirgiants.com, and you can sign up to get uh, posts sent to your inbox uh, every day of the week. And with that, uh, let's talk to Jimmy Glowinky, uh, who has a really fascinating history of homering in important postseason moments, so uh, hopefully he keeps that going. Uh, here's Jimmy. So Jimmy Glowinky, thanks for taking some time to talk with me. You know, I think what I want to ask you first you got to do something that seems awfully cool, which is, you know, when we're kids playing, we all dream about hitting, like, championship home runs. Yeah. You actually got to do that last year. Yeah. Extra innings. It wasn't a walk-off because it was on the road. Extra innings, championship home run. How freaking cool was that? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was easily, I mean, top two, three moments in my career. And if if you were watching the game, the game was so back and forth, and it was it was just a it was a it was an absolute dogfight. And to have the final blow and to send us home, we we wanted to go home so bad at that point. We did not want to play that extra game. So to be able to get that done and and you know in three games and make the final punch, it was it was beyond explanation i mean it was a bomb too because there's a part of vancouver where you can hit them pretty easy that's not the part where no you doubt yeah that's a, that's a that's that's a big uh big part of the field for sure so i was i was so happy when it when it went over and the bullpen went absolutely crazy so it was a great time you've great actually kind of done that two years in a row is it because the year before it wasn't the last game it was it the wasn't second the last game, game exactly second game, yeah. but you had like a, a game tying home run and I think the second game. So maybe this is going to be like a, a, a annual tradition for you? Let, let's hope so. I would love to be able to, to come up big in the playoffs for the Squirrels, that's for sure. When you think about it, so, I mean, that's 10 months ago or whatever. You were playing in a game at that time with with Bailey, mm-hmm. with Matos. Uh, Schmidt wasn't there, but he'd been there like a month earlier. There, yeah. Is it crazy that these guys you're playing in Eugene with not that long ago are like, making great comebacks in the majors right now it's it's so cool and those are those are some of my closest friends no doubt i mean me and pat have an outstanding relationship me and me and casey do as well and everybody loves matos i mean he's he's one of the best dudes that that in this organization you know he's he's awesome and to see them 
go up and, and do such a great job. It's awesome, and it's, it's a great, encouraging moment, and it just lets us know that it could be any of us at any time. It could be any of us that go up and make a difference up there at that level. So it's, it's definitely, definitely cool to see your buddies up there. So last year for you, it, it was a little uneven. You were on the injured list for a while. Mm-hmm. You had to go to Arizona. It was a little up and down. When you got to the end of that year and you reflected on it, what did you kind of take from that experience? Um, what did you feel good at? What did you feel like you, you wanted to develop in your game? What did you kind of go into the winter with? Yeah, I feel like I learned a ton, and I got exposed a ton last year in high A, and I needed to go through that pretty big struggle. And I feel like every professional player has, has you know, a, a point in their career where they get exposed so much that there are some drastic changes that need to be made. And before the end of last year, I had a bunch of, you know, swing thoughts and a bunch of, um, you know, feelings that I wanted to that I wanted to try out and see if they worked. And in spring training, it didn't really click. But the adjustments that I made on one of the last days of spring training, uh, I would say that's when it really kind of clicked for me and I felt some good things and I, I carried it into the season and was able to play really well in high A and have a, and have had a decent start so far and hopefully I can just keep it going and keep learning and keep getting better. That's the goal. So, I mean, just at least statistically looking at the difference between last year and this year, last year you hit for power but the, the strikeouts were kind of high, the average was low. This year you kept your power up yeah. but with the strikeouts way, way cut down. How did how did you accomplish that? Just what was your process kind of mechanically? Uh, yeah, a lot of it is is swing thoughts and and you know keeping the keeping the center still. For any hitter out there, I would say, you know, if you're if you're a younger kid, you always got to keep your center still because that's going to allow you to see the ball better. You could have a great swing, but if your center is not, you know, if you don't keep a, keep that in check, then you know the, your head's going to be moving, the ball's going to be moving, so. Um, I would just say keep it simple and, and you know, w- once the eyes are quiet, you can see it much better and you're, you're taking the pitcher's pitches, the ones that they're getting you to chase, you're taking them and you're finding yourself in more hitters counts and, and just executing the, you know, the fastball that you could do damage with and, and just go from there. You know, one thing Pelk says a lot is that failure is a lot more valuable for development than success is really, and yet nobody wants to go through it. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, do that mentally divorce or emotionally divorce yourself from the process so you can think about the lessons you can learn without being down about going through the the struggle man it's hard it's really hard and one of the best quotes i've ever heard is oh for four is always better than nine to five (laughs) so i you know if you can if you can just boil it down to to enjoying the people you're with and being happy and and trying to escape from the game sometimes too. That's gonna that's gonna help you just to have a more clear mind on the field because you you know you could go over twenty really really quickly. Um, so it's it's important to get something, get a routine going. You know maybe on your off day where you just kind of don't even think about baseball and then you get back and now it's now it's time to go. So again, it's it's not easy. It's easier said than done. But I I think definitely having something that you can remove yourself from the game for me it's golf. Um, something that you know is just away from the game, and, and you can and you can kind of clear your mind and come back fresh the next week. So when I was back a long time ago, when I was playing, coaches would always discourage you from playing golf because they'd say you get your swings messed up. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. It's the same. It's the same exact swing. And if you know anything about a golf swing, it's the exact same as a baseball swing, just on a different plane. So it's actually good for me to go out and feel some different things when I want to, you know, when I, the swing doesn't feel as dialed in, 
go on the range, hit a couple smooth drivers, and and you'll you'll realize that it's kind of the same. It's the same type of idea. It's the same feel that you're trying to get. So I think that's a pretty old school thing. And even if it did mess up the baseball swing, I'm cool with it. I love golf that much to where it's it's okay. I, I'm willing to take that hit. What else do you like doing on your off day? So a, a mutual friend said I was supposed to ask you about outer space. What other interests do you have to take your mind completely I, off? Yeah, baseball? I do. I watch a lot of a lot of uh, you know space documentaries and and YouTube channels and that kind of stuff. I like to I like to go to the beach. I like to just kind of disconnect, even if it's by myself. It's great if I've got some buddies with me to go, but. If I just if I'm kind of isolated on a beach and just just kind of hanging out, that usually does it for me. So, I'm a pretty big beach fan myself. So yeah. we're a little ways from the beach here, but I, I know, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a drive. It's not like San Jose. No doubt. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to uh, to Eugene um, last year. One question I get from a lot of my readers is, why is Eugene causing so many people, you know, it's been a development hurdle for a lot of the yeah. guys. I mean, you look at yeah. Matos and Bailey, who yeah, are obviously no really talented. No doubt. Uh, Lucy, McCray, and Art Yager <laughs> have a little. What is it about the move up from San Jose that is so difficult at this point for guys? I, I think it's the the circumstances up there are, are a little tough. You know, it's a little, it's it's freezing cold the first couple months of the season. And I would I just think that it's it's just a, it's a tough you know it's tough to see the ball at, at at some points but you know at the end of the day all you could have all those circumstances but the you know the, the bottom line is you have to go out and you have to play through it and if you could play well in that level I, I believe you can really play good anywhere it sets you up really nice because then you get to double a and you're playing at nice stadiums you're playing in front of a bunch of fans and you don't have to worry about adrenaline because it's already supplied for you so you know on those on those tough those tough minor league you know high a parks where there's no fans you kind of have to do all the energy the energy side of it you're kind of on your own so I just think it's it's just a tough place to go and play but like I said if you can play well there and focus in on your game at the end of the day it's a game against yourself and I think you know good things will happen if you if you don't if you focus less on on that type of stuff and more just on on in-game stuff and you'll you'll come out on top. Um, so you've been up in, in Richmond for, what, is three weeks now? Yeah, or? this will be my fourth week. Fourth week. Uh, one of those was in Bowie, which does not have that energy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's for sure, yeah. Um, not much there. What, so what are you finding? Uh, people always talk about the A-ball to double-A leap as being a really different one. What are you finding different about uh, the game or the competition yeah. at this level? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's, it's definitely a big jump. Um, and... But it makes you much better. I think it's a it's a much cleaner brand, um, and it's it's just more refined. And you don't get as many as, uh, mistakes. You don't you know pitchers don't really make that many mistakes. And if they do, you have to execute it. And if if you miss it, then you, you're, you're you're fighting an uphill battle. So I would say the pitching definitely. I mean the whole nine from locations to stuff to you know the sequences that they're using it's just a more challenging challenging game um but you know at the same time if we want to all make it to the big leagues like we have to go through that through that learning curve and 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 play well bottom line play well through it so it's it's definitely a a good challenge and it's a challenge for me and i'm i'm enjoying it i'm definitely enjoying it one thing uh pelfrey said to me before when i talked about guys returning to levels is you spend the winter like training to beat that level, almost like a video game. No doubt. 
have you found as you've come up here that the, the, the changes you were making and the things you were thinking about your swing that they are helping you with the transition up? Absolutely. I think that I think that they're they're transferring over very well. My snap my stats may not be showing it right now, but I feel really good every time that I go up to the plate and I think that that's that's ninety percent of the battle. If you if you know that you're you know, your mental game is checked in and, and you're getting, you're seeing it well. I think seeing it well is a big, is a big thing and you're starting your swing at the right time. I think that, you know, every, everything's going to, going to come, come, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to come to me. So are you, so you went to Dallas Baptist and one of the things that you always hear about, uh, Dallas Baptist around, around the game is they were one of the first colleges to really, um, put track men around the field and right. really implement a lot of statistical right. based analysis for their players. Did that make it easier for you to, to, to come into a system like the Giants or, or, made, or professional baseball where stats are really important? Yeah, I think it definitely helps if you go to a college that has that stuff. And I think that most, most of the bigger schools have, you know, the, the analytics and all the numbers that you could look at. But I do think that there's, you have to have a healthy balance of, of both. I think that those numbers and those stats can can help, but I think that you know at the end of the day you you have to you have to play well and you have to keep it simple, and you know I it's everybody's different. Some guys like looking at that stuff more. I like to sit, you know, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'm 60% just go and play the game, and then like maybe you know 40% let's let's look at the numbers, maybe even 70-30. So. What are the what are the things that are meaningful to you uh, when you do look at the numbers? What are the things you like to look at that that you find help you prepare? Uh, well, I mean, if your if your exit velocities are up, then that means you're squaring it up well. I know everyone likes to talk about you know exit velocity, but on the pitching side, as far as looking at pitchers, I think spin rate. I definitely like to see if the fastball is playing up. You know, if I have to get if it's if it's playing up a couple miles an hour, I gotta I gotta try to you know, stay more on top of him and 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 be a little bit more on time. I would think, I would say that the pitchers' numbers and and their you know and that side of things is definitely what I what I lock into rather than you know exit velocity and and hitter hitters numbers. You so. use it, do you do that daily? Do you like look at yeah, the daily pitch sure. every day? Every every single pitcher that we face, we've got we've got everything on them so it's it's nice to go in and kind of have an idea of what you're going to see but you know at the end of the day you could go up there and it could be something totally totally opposite of what you think it is so it's 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 a safe bet to just go up there see what he's got and and go from there and then lastly i kind of want to turn to defense one of the things that that we do they do on this team really through the system is move guys around a lot Mm -hmm. um hayden was out in center field today uh how easy is that just on a, on a daily preparation for, for you to, like, think, okay, where am I? What do I have to do? At right. Shortstop that's different from second base or third right. base. Thankfully for me, I played shortstop for 20, 21 years of my life. Every single game that I ever played was at shortstop. And going from there, you have to have the best feet, the best arm, the best angles, and the best range, I would say, too. So having, having 20 years under my belt of experience – Going from going to second base, the only thing that I really had to worry about was turning double plays, and it took me a little bit, but I feel like I've gotten pretty decent at it. Um, but as far as fielding and throwing from second base, it's it's much much easier. It's much easier on the arm. I think third base is easier on the arm as well, and I I like third base too because it's a blast. I love playing third, but um, 
yeah, I, I think once you're a shortstop for, for so long, any other position is kind of a breeze. So it's it's been it's been good for me, thankfully, but got to continue to, you know, keep getting reps everywhere and uh, and whatever the team needs to, you, uh, to you know, to help the team. That's it. Have you have you tried the outfield yet? Everyone goes to the outfield I, sooner or I later. Do not, I do not want – I have no interest in doing that. No interest in going and, and taking fly, – you know, I'll, I'll go shag. I'll go shag a little bit. Keep keep the machine oiled up, but I have no interest in playing the outfield. No. <laughs> All right, last question. I always like to ask guys. Tell me about your tattoos. Like, what are your favorite tattoos you this, got? This is actually my favorite one. Three six nine. So this is a sibling tattoo, and um, I was born in '99. Our middle sister was born in '96, and our oldest sister was born in '93. So that was that's that's like this is probably my favorite one. So it's, very it's cool. a good one. I get a picture of that. Oh, well, Jimmy, I really appreciate you taking a little time uh, before the game. It's been fun watching the first couple of weeks, and I, I look forward to the rest of the season, seeing uh, how you progress. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Right. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. And next we turn to uh, left-handed pitcher Juan Sanchez, uh, who's been in the organization now since 2017. Uh, so we talk a little bit about uh, his path in baseball, of course, coming from Venezuela. It's different from uh, the American kids, and we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we talk about the difficult summer of 2020 when he, uh, with several of his teammates, was was stuck in a, a motel room in Scottsdale. And you know, just the the evolution of Juan as a, as a player in person uh, over now six years of being a professional baseball player. Uh, so here is uh, Juan Sanchez. Nice game last night. Good to get a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I as a kid growing up in California, a lot of the guys that you know are from this country. I'm kind of familiar with what their journey looks like, right? You know, little league and you know travel ball and all that stuff. Um, so I'm really interested uh, in in knowing kind of like what your childhood growing up in baseball was like, what your what your baseball journey was like even before you came a pro. How did you get started? You know, did you love baseball as a kid? Like, how did you get into being a player? So I started base- I started playing baseball when I was like four year old. Really? Yeah, my dad is a really baseball fan. So he was, when I was a little kid, he just tried to teach me how to play baseball and all that. So I was playing like little league when I was a kid the whole time I was pitcher and outfielder. Uh, when I was like 14 I got into an academy in Venezuela uh-huh. and I was there for like two or three years. Um, was when I signed with, with the Giants like in 2017. Did you, was your dad just a fan or did, did, did anybody in the family play baseball professionally? No, no, no. Yeah. My dad is just like he just loves baseball. Just love baseball. Yeah. So uh, I think that my understanding of um, baseball in Venezuela is it really depends on where you are in the country, like how how much of a baseball hotbed it is. Is that right? Did you grow up in an area that there was a lot of baseball? Yeah. 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 I was like in the middle of the country, so uh-huh. there's a lot of baseball right there. Who were the guys that you loved watching? Did you like watch with your dad? Who were the people that you loved watching when you were a kid? So, first we was starting watching like Venezuelan baseball. Uh-huh. Like when I was here, I was watching Miguel Cabrera or all those guys. I was really excited to watch. So when I was like 12, 13 year old, I started watching like pitchers like Clayton Kershaw, like Madison Bumgarner. Oh, I love this guy, how they pitching. I want to be like this guy one day. So, 
That's a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys, did you and your dad used to go to like the, the Winter League games? Did you go to yeah, watch yeah, games? Yeah, yeah. yeah, almost every time. But when I, when I was a kid, yeah. Like, almost every weekend, my, my dad just told me, yeah, you want to go to the game? I said, yes, come on, let's go. Yeah, I was excited. That's a really fun atmosphere, yeah. right? Yeah, it's good. Did you, so I'm trying to figure out when you have been that age, uh, did you see Sandoval play? Because he used to play in Winter League there most every year, Pablo. Yeah, I think he played there with Magallanes. Yeah. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Last year he played in the Dominican, I think. Yeah. He used to always play in the Venezuelan. So how does it work, like, going to an academy? Do you have to, like, audition for it? Do people come on, like, scout you at Little League? Or how did you get into an academy? So it's different. Like, you have to play two ways. Like, when is you play Little League and uh-huh. they're scouting you. Like, they saw you and say, hey, you want to go to my academy? want to add you or something or you can go to the academy and like make like a tryout um they will say like hey okay you can be the academy with us or not yeah which one were you in i was in ramor hernandez academy yeah 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 Yeah. that's good and you said you played like outfield and stuff when you were a kid but was it pretty clear that you had the talent to be a pitcher that you moved to the mountain pretty quick, pretty early on, or? Yeah, I was a pitcher like when I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I was a, a pitcher, so I wasn't a good outfielder. <laughs> I was like, okay, just like a, a player. Could you hit? Yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. so-so. I was a switch hitter, so but it was okay. Not like yeah. a very good hitter. You know, the kids who come from the international side, I mean, because you're so young in the game, it's like your journey is so long. I mean, so many years, so many levels. Does it feel like it's a big, long climb to you? I, like, what's it like kind of going from Dominican League level by level, year by year? Yeah, like, a little bit. It's like far. Like, six years ago, yeah, like six years ago, I was in Dominica my first year, <laughs> and, like, really quick and right here in Richmond double A. So yeah, the the time like passed really quick, but it's a really hard journey, you know? Yeah. Like it's a hard like play every level. But it's a really good experience. Like it's in, there's actually like several of your teammates from that team are actually on this team, right? I mean Randy was on that yeah, team, yeah, right? Yeah. And Randy was signed Cruz with me. on that team? Cruz signed with me, yeah. Uh, Toribio maybe was Toribio on that team? Toribio, yeah. too. So there's actually a, good, a lot, I mean, a lot of people fall by the wayside, yeah. but there's still a lot of guys around that have been there with you every step. Yeah, that, that is cool. Like, you have some guy where you will sign with you, and like, you have like a relationship, like a friendship with those guys. Yeah. And you can play with those guys, like, every level is really cool. So when you look back over, I mean, you, now you're. You were a kid back then. How have you changed, um, like, either as a baseball player or just as a person over that time? You, like, look back at who you were then. You know, how far does it feel like that you've come? Like, really far. <laughs> I think right now, like, I'm a, like a really mature guy. Like, when I was 16, not too long ago, I was like a little kid, basically a little <laughs> kid. But I would say, like, in the last five years, like, I am, like, a different man, like, a mature one. Like, like I have to take, like, better decision. I know what, what can I do for that, yeah. uh, all those things, you know? 
How much do you, uh, I mean, one of the great things about modern life is technology kind of connects us. Do you, does your dad watch your games? Do, how much do you talk with him now about about your, your, your play? Almost every time. Like, every time when I'm pitching, he's like, hey, you pitch today? I say, no, I'm pitching maybe tomorrow. I say, okay, tell me. I want to know when you pitch. And, yeah, my dad is, like, really, really excited, like, about me, like, in this, in baseball. And like yesterday, I called him like 11 p.m. I said, hey, Doc, how you doing? I threw today three innings. How was it? Show me the videos. How you doing? How are you through? Tell me everything. I was really excited. I said, he's like, uh, he loves baseball. So. Yeah. yeah. So he's checking out your velocity. He wants, everything. He wants to know everything. the data. <laughs> everything. <laughs> he's like a, he's like, like a scout. He was calling me. <laughs> does he time. does he tell you like what what's wrong? Did he does he check you out and say oh you know move over here or do it do anything like that? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously one of the one of the weird things that happened for for everybody, um, but particularly baseball development was 2020 when we we lost the season. Um, I assume you were one of the players that was stuck in Scottsdale all summer. Yeah. That year. Yeah. What was. What was that experience like? Because it had to be just weird, first of all. It was weird for everybody. But to be so far from home and, like, not have anybody not know what was going on, what was that summer like for you? Oof, was really tough. Like, was it worse, like, season what I have? Like, we're not playing, but I was stuck in the hotel room, like, for four months, something like that, just doing nothing. But... Was a, like a hard year for everyone. Like no baseball, no nothing. Just stay there with the COVID. Did you I, did you like have just stay in a room by yourself, or were you like teamed up with anybody? No, you, no Every guy was by herself. Right. Well, what did you do like to pass the time? Oh, it was like playing video games, talking with family, <laughs> watching movies, something like that. <laughs> I remember I bought like songs like Bandage, a little. Medibles oh, or yeah, do yeah, yeah. something in the room. <laughs> I know I, I talked with uh, with Gino, and he, he said that they, they, there was a batting cage guy that he he got some of the guys into. Uh-huh. But you, but you're not a, a hitter, so that didn't help you. Were you able to throw at all that summer? No. So right when they say the spring training was like like bang. I went with Randy. We went to uh, New Jersey. Uh-huh. I have a family there. I have a cousin there. So we was there for like a month and a half. I was throwing, playing, uh, doing everything in a, in a park. Like, just Randy and me. So uh, but after that, I just went to the, to Arizona. I just was staying in the room the whole time. I mean, <laughs> just, just staying in shape must have been really difficult that summer. Yeah. And listening to Matos play drums, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So when you came out of that, one thing that happened, you kind of changed roles because you'd mostly been a starter, I think, in the Dominican and Arizona. You had longer roles, and in 2021, when you went to San Jose with those guys, you were working in relief. How? What kind of adjustment was that for for you? For kind of what you throw, just getting into being a reliever. What did, what that? What was that for you? So yeah, I was. It started for my first two years, like Dominican and ACL. So it wasn't really like in Costable, I started the uh, relievers. Like, I was like long reliever first, like yeah, in San Jose. It was a little bit like hard, like, you know, like 
the adaptation of yeah. be on the bullpen, like no start again. But I really like to be started like like you don't have to be ready for the game. You, yeah. You have to think about like in one inning and do that air like give your hundred percent in that inning and if you say you go back out, okay, you like you think say like I will go hundred percent in the next inning and yeah but like when you start you have to like think about like I wanna throw long today, I wanna be like five innings. But I really like to be like starter, yeah. Like really we're sorry. Yeah. I really like like feel like comfortable now. I remember seeing you in, in San Jose, um, and you, you always have kind of a deceptive deli- uh, motion because you kind of turn off from the batter. You used to be kind of more elaborate. Like, I remember you doing, like, a big thing over your head and, like, the whole thing. Uh, how did <laughs> the big wind-up? Have, have you always pitched that way, or how did you think about, you know, kind of creating your, your wind-up? Oh, no. When I was in the academy, I just saw a guy doing that. And I said, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I want to try." I just try to do that. I just try. A, I just start doing that for the whole time. It didn't feel natural to you. Yeah, that was. So the last season in Eugene, like the first month and a half. Yeah. I was talking with you about start doing that. Like, just like, hey, with the with the pitch club, you have to think about like start doing that. Why you gonna start trying like just throwing a stretch and we just practice that? Uh, I really miss this. Yeah, I miss it. It was fun. It yeah. was pretty cool actually. Yeah. But now I just throw like a stretch and I'm comfortable with that. But there is still a little deception in your delivery, right? Because you, you, it's not like Ryan Walker, but you are a little closed off. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like like yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so I remember the other thing when I saw you in San Jose, I was like. You know, the really good breaking ball, but the fastball was a little fringy. The next year I saw you in spring, and, like, you'd picked up a few ticks. Um, and I remember Kyle talking about, like, yeah, he's really put the work in. Um, what have you kind of worked on just physically as you've, as you've moved up um, to put yourself in the best position to succeed? So, I mean, like, before 2021, I would say, yeah, no. After the 2021 season... I was like chill. I wasn't like thinking about like strong in myself, like uh-huh. getting stronger or anything like that. When season 2021 down, I was in Venezuela. Kevin uh, Castro yeah. lived close to me. I said, "Hey, come here and you will throw the uh, training with me the whole off season. Come on, uh, yeah, I just try uh, start training with him. Um, that was really really great. I just start feeling better, getting stronger." I will start like practice like how I will like, improve my wind up, uh-huh. my strength, my condition, everything. Um, I was like working really, really good. So now I'm like better pitcher, like stronger. I'm moving quicker. So that was after he'd been in the majors, right? After he was yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. So that was been pretty cool to hang out with yeah. him, actually. Yeah, he's a really good friend. So yeah. So as you as you've kind of worked up, um, you know, and get to Double A, and you're you're facing obviously a lot of different hitters here because the Northwest League's pretty small. Yeah. You're facing a lot of the same guys. You're facing a lot of different hitters. You're facing a lot of really good hitters. Uh, how are you thinking about 
how to attack guys at this level? Is it is it changing? Are you kind of just are you the same guy you were you know last year, the year before? Are you changing how you're thinking about trying to get you know double A hitters out? I would say this super different than normally. So last year I was like I was like constable like in the second half of the season to attack the hero. Like I remember I was like two o o two. I say okay, we throw a high fastball. And I miss the fastball right in the middle. I hate me. Uh, they just miss the swing. That don't happen like in this level now. Yeah. If I miss the pitch, I will get a hard contact or or a hit or something. So right now I'm thinking like it will be like not perfect, but like it will be like my mind's alive. Be the smarter. Like if I try to change you and he have a really bad swing, I would throw again. I would try to do the same thing or try to mix it with different something different. So, but yeah, it's really different this level at high A. Yeah, the difference. Yeah. They te- the, the hitters can teach you if you yeah. make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So I saw you talking with Sam yesterday when she was here. Do you like to use data, you know, to prepare for your games? How much do you dig into all the stuff that's behind the scenes? You know, the trackman stuff and the bullpen and everything. I really don't, don't use that like too much. Yeah. Yeah. I just sometimes like talk with Gator or. Frisbee or one of those guys and they told me hey but you can do this you can do that and they help me but I really don't use that I don't understand really well that but <laughs> do you focus more on, on like you here's what I need to do to yeah. be successful or on the hitter I know this guy doesn't hit you know a slider down the way what's more important to you like your process or or, or that guy I think I just throw more like in myself yeah like in what I'm because those days like I can throw again a hitter who he misses a slider but that day my slider is bad, so I say I have to draw myself. I have to do what I, what I can do, like throwing me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, it's what six years now in the professional years you've, you've been working on your double A. You're like getting to the top of the ladder. Do you start to think about? He's like, I'm not that far off. I I can compete at that level. Do you start thinking about that? Oh, yeah, I always think about like I'm really close. I'm like. Level and a half away to yeah. the majors, so I would say I have to continue working, give it like my hundred percent every day, and maybe very soon I will get like that level. Hopefully, you know it's not bad to be a left-hander in this game. It's no, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to go. Yeah, I mean it's been fun watching you work this year, and uh, and you know I'm enjoying watching you get better all the time, and and uh, I'm gonna have a lot of fun when I see you get to that level someday. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Juan, cool. I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me. I know you have to get out of here, but no. I appreciate you talk. Thank you. Bye. And that's gonna do it for this week's There Are Giants podcast. I think next week we are turning our attention to the upcoming draft. So a slight change of uh, focus and topic, uh, but still focusing on player development as we always do here at There Are Giants. Thanks everyone for listening. I will be back next week.